Holman, what do you think of my lid? I found uh, this hat in our uh, box over there of uh, just old freebies. I think that it is appropriate, considering uh, that the person who gave that to you is going to jail. Mm, it's a Allegedly. Nic- Nicola hat. Yeah, well, I think we'll talk about that some more later <laughs> in the show. Uh-huh. Well, the- uh, How's it feel to be- The uh, hydrogen-powered uh, big rig has been seen around Southern California. How does it feel to be uh, wearing a gift that was gifted to you by a- Potential felon? Felon, yeah. I think it's cool. <laughs> okay, does that, does that give you street, uh, street, street cred? cred yeah, yeah, sure does, yeah. Yeah. It's have, like Suge Knight gave me a shirt, you know what I mean? I'd I saw the, uh, the block of clay in the Nikola logo. Oh, do you? Yep. And I have a Nicola shirt I'm going to uh, bandy about this week, I think. I don't know where my Nicola shirts are. Just as but a I would thought, rock one. Just as a thought starter or a conversation starter. Uh-huh. Just walk around with it and go, interesting shirt. And Isn't see where it goes. Isn't that the guy that did the thing? And He yep. gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah. He gave it to me. We'll talk about it in the news segment coming up here. It's episode number 248 of the Truck Show podcast. I'm Lightning. He's Holman, and he's just barely alive. It's been a long week. Yeah. The, the, and the show, I'm just going to warn everybody right yeah. now, the show for the next three weeks, uh-huh. four weeks. Going to suck? Going to suffer. Yeah. Not going to suck. No. Just going to suffer. Suckage will be a little higher than normal. Suckage will be uh, palpable. <laughs> okay. All I right. think. The bags under your eyes could carry half my groceries. You have to realize that this morning- I woke up and packed for the eighth time this week mm-hmm. and then drove five hours here to do this podcast. Actually, that's not true. I drove five hours to go coach my uh, youngest uh, soft pitch softball game. Uh-huh. Do you really do you know what you're saying right now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I and had to then, go, we had to go through Dill Taco on the way here because he was fading. And then yeah. Yeah, the sun was still up. And then I came here to do this podcast and I realized I've been camping on a mattress in a tent mm-hmm. in different locations for the last eight nights. And that's not because he was kicked out. I mean, no. so your wife is still cool with you, mostly. I think so. I mean, right? the, they all recognized me when I came home. They <laughs> seemed, you know, excited-ish. Abby didn't say, dad, dad? Well, she was throwing with her coach, and so then when she wasn't looking, I swapped spots with her coach, and then I'm like, hey, Abs, throw the ball. And she was like, what? Oh, like she, oh, your, she, oh she gave you a straight face. Like, it's your dad. And she's like. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, throw the ball. And it took her like a 10 minutes to warm up to me. Like she was mad that oh. I, I appeared and I hadn't been around. But the thing is, I've been gone for eight days. Mm-hmm. My wife leaves tomorrow, which is why we're doing the podcast now, mm-hmm. uh, for like five days. And then a few days after that, I leave for Detroit because I'm going to go bring a certain new thing home. And then I drive to SEMA. And then I'm home for a week. And then I have a four-wheeler of the year. Damn. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we may not see each other until SEMA. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I think we will see each other on Thursday night for the next show. Okay. And then you won't see me until SEMA. I'd like to sleep. Enough with the Debbie Downer talk. We we got good stuff on this episode. I want to ask what it's like to sleep. I don't know. I haven't been sleeping well. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I have not been sleeping well. Is it because I've been gone and you're worried about me in the wilderness? Uh, Not really. Oh, okay. No, you're pretty, uh, you're resourceful. Uh I'm not worried about you getting shot because you pack heat. Uh Um, I think you're fine. No, I don't have any worries about you. No, I just uh, haven't been sleeping well. I don't know what it is. I don't think we should burden our listeners with this. We started off with some funny Nikola chat. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we went straight down. The, we straight, all right, well, we can talk about the where I've been. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we can do that. You're talking about the OA? Yeah. All right. awesome. So that's uh, OA stands for? Uh, some stuff we'll talk about. Overlanders Anonymous? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that would be good. That would save me a lot of money. Uh-huh. It should be Overloaders Anonymous. That would also save me a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little uh, top 10 list for you really quick here. Oh, okay. That I'm going to, I think, uh, if I've done this before, forgive me. All right. If I get to one and I'm snoring, forgive me. No, I don't think you will. Okay. Vehicles most likely to have their catalytic converter stolen nationwide. I feel like you are trolling the audience and planting or sowing the seeds for your next big product idea. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like this is just you trying to see how many people will respond so that you can make a business case. (laughs) Maybe. This is, I mean, I am really whacked out right now, Uh and this is completely uh, obvious. You'll be fine. You'll, you'll, you'll I know be I'll be fine. I'm yeah, just saying. Listeners I, will be fine too. What you're doing right now, I'm on to you. I get you? this. Yeah. No, no. This is purely for entertainment purposes only. Right. This isn't because of the product line that this you is, are I'm attempting not, to launch. No, I'm not doing a marketing survey okay. right here. No, right. not at all. Okay. No. Coming in at uh, number 10, what do you think? The vehicle with the most stolen catalytic converters. Uh, uh, the, Coming in the, at number 10. The 10th most? 10th most. Yes. Uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, no. That is a... A 2001 to 21 Toyota Prius. Okay. That right. should be number one. Nope. Number nine. What do you think number nine is? Uh, You'll never get this. Uh, Ferrari. It's a, it's a Chrysler uh, product. Cr- Ferrari California. It's a Chrysler product. Oh. Uh, and it's not a 300. Chrysler LeBaron. No. Maserati TC edition. Chrysler 200. Uh-huh. Which is bizarre. Number, I didn't know they made that many of those. Number eight. Uh, number eight. Think has- of a very, very popular sedan oh, made well, that, in Japan. That, that has to be uh, the Toyota Crown. Toyota Camry. Number seven. Seven. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me mm-hmm. guess. Uh, this is a CUV oh. made in Japan. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a um, first generation uh, mm-hmm. uh, RAV4. Close. Honda CRV. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Number six comes stateside. And it's a uh, Peugeot. Mid size. No, no. Stateside. That's France. Peugeot's French. Uh huh. Yeah. Not anymore. Delantis. That's they're, true. They're global. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Still made in France, though. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, number six, Chevrolet Equinox. Okay. This is in 2021, right. according this to Carfax. Great, great truck news, Lightning. No, hold on. I'm getting it. Here we okay. go. Yeah. Number, number five. Number no, five. Number five uh, is Suzu Cabover. No, Chevrolet Silverado. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Number four on the vehicles with the most stolen catalytic converters. Number uh, four is? I'm going to say it is a- That's correct. A 40 Conoline van. Right. That was where I was And going. number three is your favorite- Wienermobile. <laughs> Close. The Jeep Patriot. Which is right. nowhere near my favorite and in terms of wieners. Number- Two. Cars. Number two is a car. Number two is also uh, it's a Honda. Accord. That's right. Yeah. And number one is the most popular truck in America. Uh, that would be a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> no. It's a Ford F-Series truck. The most stolen catalytic converters are uh, of Ford I, owners. I find, that, uh, I find that list suspect. Yep. That's according and, to Carfax. I, yeah, well, uh, yeah. what do they know? Yeah. They don't know anything. Uh, that's uh, There were over 53,000 catalytic converters stolen in 2021, according to Carfax. I think that uh, if- Those are just the reported ones. Do you, so do you just buy a new car or truck when you get your cat stolen? So you'll find this amusing. Yes. Uh, Banks Tech, who's the military division yeah. down the way from us, yeah. during broad daylight, one of the employees had his cat stolen. From work? From work, in front of our building. 
And then he went right yep. on down to his local Nissan dealer and picked him up a uh, new Frontier <laughs> he Titan. He should have. Yeah, that would have been smart. Best-in-class horsepower on the new Frontier, 310 horsepower. You can tow up to 6,700 pounds with that little guy. Which is actually uh, a pretty big trailer. Yeah? I've, I've done it. Have you really? Yeah, what? what? What did you tow? One of those uh, weight trailers? No, a big old boat. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. For the uh, of the year or something? No, no, no it was no. for the uh, the media drive. And they had us towing the competition, and we got in the Frontier, and I have to tell you, Frontier was a damn fine uh, little truck at towing. Did it uh, have any Carolina squat to it? All the tongue weight and all that was set up properly, and the uh, trailer, I want to say the boat on the trailer was like around 6,000 pounds, something like that. Okay. Pretty big boat. And the Frontier will give you up to 24 miles a gallon, which says a lot because gas is through the roof right now! Sucks in California. Well, that's uh, what the nine-speed automatic transmission will get you. So, listen, it's a Jacko, isn't it? It is a Jacko. If you want to get down to your local Nissan dealer or head over to NissanUSA.com, you can build and price the uh, frontier of your dreams. And, of course, uh, if you need a bigger truck, check out the Nissan Titan or Titan XD, the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. You can, uh, again, if this uh, show started at the same time that Titan came out, still under warranty. Do you realize you're slurring? Yep. Okay. You're, you're comfortable I with have it? not slept. <laughs> I am doing this for the fans. He's not drunk, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, I haven't had anything. I, I'm trying to drink caffeine. He's I'm all got, dried out from being a, a raisin in the desert. He's got a giant super tanker of Dr. Pepper sitting on the uh, the bench here, here. In case you don't believe me, you think this is a shtick. <laughs> there it is. All right, we'll, yeah. both, we'll both have a, a I'm, swirl here. I'm doing mm. my best, guys. Is this, I'm just telling you, the show's going to be a little bit rough. <laughs> Your best is subpar right it now. It's very subpar. <laughs> hey, you know what? Funny you should say that. because What's that? You went golfing? No, funny oh. you should say it's subpar. Uh-huh. Because that reminds me that you're going to have to carry the show for the first time. <laughs> oh, no. That's going to be awful. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into banks. So if you guys need, I don't know. I maybe, don't need maybe, any of that. You don't? You don't need no, none no of it. banks? Nope, none of it. Really? No. Let's move on to talk about Toyota. <laughs> Actually, you have some shirts that I like that I have yet to uh, receive one. Can I tell you this? Here's me talking to Stephen, uh, my assistant, on Friday, yesterday. Okay. Uh, is it yesterday? It doesn't matter. I, what, what, irrelevant. Irrelevant. It, it's irrelevant. a podcast that's recorded in the past. It doesn't matter. So here's me going, hey, Steve, I need some Excels. I've, Holman brought up the fact that he doesn't have any bank shirts. No brainer. Let's get him some. Wait, can I point out that so, right now on bankspower.com, you have the most hideous Photoshop of a Super Duty and you're SEO pimping the 6.8 liter gas. Wait, what? It's Let me a, look here. It's a first gen Super Duty-ish with an F-150 grill, 7.3 lights, and everything looks dumpy Wait, and droopy on hold it. Hold on what, a second. Let me take what a look is here. that? Oh, no, no, no. That's be- change. That's a vehicle fitment. That's just a oh that that's an awful image that we're I replacing. Know, yeah. but just hit that button right there. It says change vehicle selection. Just, what, oh, it's the worst. What, what it's is the that? worst? So what happens is when you go to bankspower.com and you type in your year making model looking uh-huh. for whatever it is, right? It we want to reassure you that you're on the right vehicle by showing you your truck, whether you've got uh-huh. a Raptor or whatever, right? So what truck is that? So check it out. It looks like the Simpsons no, Super no, Duty. No, listen to me. So it was either or South Park. It looks like a South Park Super so, Duty. So you know Billy in our art department, right? Well, hold on a second. Let me, okay. let me explain. All right. So Billy right now is overloaded with all kinds of other stuff. And we needed an image library of all these trucks, right? Yeah, there's companies that provide those, right? We bought it. And that's what they gave us. That's, that's I'm not even joking. I hope you got your money back. It's laughable. No, we did. We charged them back for all the ridiculous illustrations they gave that us. That is an awful. Can it's I, awful. Can that, I help? That, I'll give you. That the, F-250 is laughable. There are some. <laughs> dude, there's a Ram that looks so effed up. It's the funniest <laughs> truck. It is 
it's so bad. First, it's funny, and you're like, I'm "Oh my god!" I'm super amused that. by this at, at this moment. It's incredible, dude. Look up a. Uh, I'm doing a Ram. Yeah, look at uh, Ram. Diesel, Give me just, like a like a like a 2002, uh, 2002 Ram. Yep, 2002 Ram. Yeah, Ram. 20, when it pulls just, it. it's just a picture, and the bed's cut off the back. Wait, let me see it. Hold on. <laughs> it's a picture of like. Three, oh no, that's not the go. It's, but it's three quarters of a truck. Yeah, that's wrong. That's not an illustration. Okay. We don't know where no, we got I that. I know, but it's. You'd be surprised. It's not that easy to get a full library of every truck on the road. Yes, it is. I know a company that does that. We do. We use them. Uh, please forward the name. Okay, I will do that for you because this is silly. I would come to your website and I would giggle. <laughs> I we, listen. We I'm giggled just, and then we got angry. I'm trying to. I'm going. I'm going under products right now. Mm-hmm. And here's something that we haven't covered. I know you're like, I want to do Monster Ram today. No Monster Exhaust. Uh, monster. Yeah, Monster that one. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. We haven't even talked about T-shirts in a long time. And I, well, I need a selection I, of T-shirts. Okay, so I just I haven't seen what you have in a while. Oh, I'm pretty proud of oh, our see, apparel selection. Okay, Lockjaw is uh, looks like a micro machine. Got mm-hmm. it. I do like the uh, Banks turbocharger that is shooting out an American flag. That one's solid. So you know, there's a story behind that one. Remember okay. when we did our April Fools, where Gail uh-huh. Banks was running for president, running for president, and yet Gail didn't know he was running right. for president. Uh-huh. That was the shirt. It said. It said Gail Banks 2024. Right. And so many people asked for it. You we're just like, took the 2024 they, off and we, then- yeah, yeah, so now it's timeless. There's the Banks American flag shield. All right, that's that's solid. How do I- mm, I, I think, still- I do, House of Horsepower, right? I have that one. That's the only shirt you've ever given me from Banks. Thank okay. you. I do like the uh, one Banks Power one. I do like the simple Banks Power Speed Equipment. Where's my Where's my Banks Power Speed Equipment I can shirt? get you one of those. That's like an old school hot rod shirt, right? I know. That's Is what that I'm the saying. Azusa, California one? Yes. Okay. I want that shirt. Uh, yeah, you get some Banks t-shirts that have line drawings of uh, fancy Jeeps and trucks. That's mm-hmm. cool. Hey, go to line the- Line drawing of the Duramax is cool. Uh, the, oh, you're talking about the Faces shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are yeah. really popular. It seems like you <clears throat> maybe took that off of one of our friends about the podcast I don't before, know what you're talking about. But, uh, yeah. There's no. some uh, loose inspiration from our friends. Would yes, would say that there probably is. Yeah, maybe so. Of course, the hat you always wear, they support your local uh, diesel shop, which, by the way, I see that hat everywhere. I cannot make them. We sell, seriously- about three to four hundred a month. That's amazing. I do, I, hats. I've seen incredible. them. I've seen them everywhere, on random places. Yeah, I have actually seen that hat as much as I have seen the Joe Joe shirt in Long Beach. Oh, really? Like, oh, look That's at saying that. Something. I know it is. It says support your local diesel mm-hmm. shop on the front. Kind of like it's a patch. All right, you want to do Monster Exhaust? We, we I took, I took a lot of time. We, we right. burned out all the time. Here. All right, good. Yeah, Bankspower okay. com slash collection slash apparel. You can go there right on the and home you can look at some there. shirts and. Uh, don't worry, we're as bad as sending shirts to you as Lightning is sending <laughs> shirts to me. So uh, it's 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 mutual. So move on from Banks. Let's get to Toyo. I yep. guess what I got on a pallet. Uh, the proper 37s on 20s, even though the wheels you got may or may not clear the wheel with brakes that you're getting, and then the dominoes are falling left and right. Good man. All right. Good I got job. my Toyo Open Country RT Trails, 37 okay. by 12 and a half by 20. They are on a pallet, ready to be mounted. And then I'm going to bolt them on, but I I think I've got some Ibox Springs coming, which will complete the trifecta. Will your – are you doing the front and rear springs? Just front. They don't have the full set yet. They are just you... have the leveling springs coming, which are 1.9-inch lift. When you... And he says they do decrease the travel of a little course, bit. They will. But he says negligibly. It dep- well, it depends where it is in the ride zone. That's That's going to be the question. Right, so you'll have to uh, you'll have to report back on that. Well, Mark is going to get the data for us, and I think he will be a guest coming up here in early November. Uh, hopefully, I will be a better host then. I think you'll you'll have recovered. Yes. <laughs> so these Toyos, those wheels, those mm-hmm. brakes, that spring kit, 
Does the taser adjust your speedo? Yes, it sure does. All right, so you'll be able to do that. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, those RT trails are uh, pretty amazing tires. I was very impressed with them on the uh, on the trail. I also saw so a little uh, a little brother sister uh, sibling rivalry show up on my page. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, because I I posted uh, on my uh, social. Basically, like, hey, you know, I, I t- went out. Jay and I went out. We tested these things for the podcast and for the four wheeler. Here's my article, and uh, somebody who works for Nitto, uh, oh no, said nice whatever Nitto tire is the equivalent of that. Okay, and then I just wrote back in the comments, "Mom, he's copying me." <laughs> so a little little back and forth between uh, some Nitto people and some Toyo people there. Oh. Yeah, there have, there have been a uh, little spat, a little spat between little spat. Is it is it two brothers? Two is it a two girls or is it a boy and a girl? Do I think know? it's uh, two tire companies, two that, tire don't, companies? that don't have pronouns. Got it. I okay. think it's just a tire company and a tire company mm-hmm. living together, and and they're in mom's minivan, and sometimes they have a, a bench in the back they got to share. And mom hasn't made enough money to buy the the SUV or the minivan with the captain's chair, so they're poking each other while you're driving oh, down the right. road. I think that's what's happening there. So. I see. But hey, if you uh, want to get a set of uh, Toyo Open Country RT Trails, uh, we highly recommend them. Awesome tire, and of course the whole Open Country lineup—they've got you covered. Everything from uh, sport truck on up to mud truck, you know, everything in between. So uh, ToyoTires.com—we're uh, big fans. They make a, a great product, and uh, we love them on the Truck Show Podcast. The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, so Holman, you are back fresh from OA, Order of the Arrow. I don't feel fresh. What what is Order of the Arrow? That's Boy Scouts. Oh, it is? Okay, that's that's right. Something different. (laughs) Overland Adventure. Okay. Overland Adventure. Four Wheelers. Overloaders Anonymous. No, stop it. (laughs) Four Wheelers Overland Adventure. Uh Uh-huh. An epic trip. We had uh, about 60 people in 35 vehicles go... Uh, on a four-day, uh, so started Monday and ended Friday. Now, this is the invite only. I have to be a four-wheeler subscriber, or how does that work? How yeah, did I get uh, chosen? Our, our, well, you didn't. No, no. Because how does you, me you as, didn't, you no, didn't no, apply. Me as, as the reader. You have to apply. Mm-hmm. You have to be a reader, four-wheeler, and apply. And then uh, we choose from you know the 100 or so applications that we got. We do narrow, I, do, narrowed do, down do to I, 12. Do I write in an essay? How do I apply? Is just hey, I'm John Doe, and I have a, a Jeep Cherokee. Yes, that's a hundred percent. You just say I'm John Doe, and then we <laughs> and we ask you for your address. You say one two three Main Street, uh-huh. anywhere USA, and Springfield, then we say come Illinois. on, yes, come okay. on down. Uh, the staff will choose your vehicle based on uh, photos and what's been done to it, and a little bit of your story. It was Grandpappy's old uh, truck, or your uh, crazy. I mean, we had all sorts of rad stuff on there. A, a ton of Jeeps. One of them was an old cab over forward control done overlanding style. That thing was awesome. And we also had a Isuzu Viacross, if you remember those. No, I don't. So Isuzu Viacross was, do I have to show you a picture? Yeah, I think you're, you're, you're to. not going to. While you're, you're look for the photo it. here, I want to ask. So what was the percentage of interesting vehicles with backstories versus all of them? rich guy buys no, new we don't, that's, truck? That's, and, that's not the point. No. Okay, that's why There's I didn't no know. There's no rich guy buying. Well, things. that's why I'm asking. Look, stop. Viacross. 
Oh, I know that. Yeah, I know that. That is a that looks like a CUV with with uh, no, off road tires. It, no. That's no, what it looks no, like. No, you. Yes, it does. Oh, what's wrong with you? That's what it looks like. I don't have it's the a patience for this tonight. It's a little sedan that's lifted. It's not even no. It's a two door Suzu Rodeo that's been rebodied. That was it was a design thing that they wanted to show the design and engineering acumen of Isuzu at the time, especially in the United States. It's a small sporty two door uh, crossover, and it had super aggressive exter- uh, external styling. It looked like a um, like basically a, a concept car come to life. So it had computer-controlled all-wheel drive for on-road driving and then a low-range four-wheel drive for off-road. Basically, there's a, a, fo- a like a constant four-wheel drive torque on demand. It had 12 sensors. I mean, we're talking about back in like the late 90s, very early 2000s. And these things came with uh, 16-inch wheels, body cladding, and it was the very first, uh, f- I think the very first factory 4x4 ever to have reservoir shocks on it. Like it was, it was really ahead of wow. its time. And they were only, I want to say, like, the most they ever sold were, like... Were the stylus on drugs? No. no. Why Why do you think... Because it looks silly. It's that, capable. It looked awesome in the 90s when it came out. You don't understand. Mm, no. That's the Fred Durst of uh, off-road vehicles. It's not the Fred Durst. <laughs> they did not do it for the cookies. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, this thing was rad. It was body on frame. It was a real 4x4. It had unique styling. It came up as the, the runner-up and four-wheeler of the year in 2000 behind the uh, Tahoe Z71. You can believe that. No, I can't. Oh, it's uh, fine. I'd go. I'd, with you? I'd enjoy driving in it. It's just silly. Silly vehicle. You're... It's like a Pinto. It's like an off-road Pinto <sighs> made by a Zuzu. You're silly. Listen, this was very, very unique because it used inexpensive ceramic body stamping dies the truck was intended to showcase Isuzu's off-roading technology. Did you just call it a truck? It's body on frame. But it doesn't have a bed. I didn't say pickup truck. Oh, okay. Is this how the whole show is going to be? No. You're just going to sit here? No, you're and irritable. Like, right you know now, what? We're, we're the same. It's Toyo Nitto. We're sitting in the backseat of Mom's mini <laughs> I'm bed, Toyo. And you're, you're, just, and I'm you're Toyo. just poking me. I'm Toyo because I got the just new- I get the RT trails. Me, I'm badass. I'd love to tell you more about. I'm going to shut up and let you. Let no, you go. No, go on. No, I'm done. No, here's me. I'm turning off my mic. There you go. There had monotubes, had uh, heat expansion chambers. At the time, it was reserved. You know, technology you'd only see in motorcycle racing on a car you could buy. Okay, listen, it's cars, trucks, vehicle, whatever. It's via cross. It was cool. We had the point is we had one on Overland Adventure with an over with a rooftop tent on top. It was now rad. that's cool. Okay, that is cool. The but you didn't top. let me get there. Well, I was going to. Anyway, there were a bunch of rad vehicles. Go to uh, motortrend.com slash four-wheeler. You can read all about the trip. Uh, we're going to have a four-part video series that will be on our YouTube channel later this year. Were you the host? Will you be the host? Yes. I put the whole thing together with a great team behind me. Uh, this year I wanted to have a through line, a story through line for the event. I didn't want to just do like gratuitous, hey, we're going to go out on the trail. And I had 45 pages of narrations for every mile marker. So 40, at 45 different points along the trail, I was talking about history, biology, geology, uh, botany, uh, wildlife, um, the trail history, the military history. It was it was awesome. And we narrated all that with uh, our Midland gave everybody. We got radios. So. Who, who's the we? No, no. I mean, who was on your team that was helping to narrate? What? 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 <laughs> Just finish the show. I can't do this with you tonight. I can't do it with you. Why? 
I, nobody helped me narrate. I narrated. But you know what? I speak from a team. I had a team. said we. That's why I asked. We. Four-wheeler we. What is wrong with you? I'm not taking you home. You can find your own ride out of the studio. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Yes, I'm I am. just going to keep going. I'm not trying to throw you off. I thought there's a legitimate liter- question. What legitimate question is that? <laughs> Listen, I do all the work on this show, but I still say oh, we when I'm talking to people. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Can we get back to yes, trying to? Yes, absolutely. OA. I'm excited. It sounds you're cool. You're not excited. You, you got you to be You're not. Across. You're just jealous you didn't go. And I you're am start- jealous. And you're starting to find out how cool it was. And now you are having non-buyer's remorse. And you're thinking, well, now I'm going to throw Holman off because now I'm I'm being a, a, a brat because I didn't go. And it was you're, awesome. You're seeing right through me. Listen, we started at Goff's at the NDHCA. We had the stamp mills going for everybody. We had a welcome dinner. We brought them in. We had an amazing list of sponsors. We had some great, great people on there. I did the entire trail on Onyx. I had to get permits from five government jurisdictions. This thing was 350-plus dirt miles long. It was almost 400, including all the highway. We worked with the BLM and Needles, Palm Springs, Barstow, Joshua Tree National Park, and Mojave Trails National Monument to get this. That's how many different jurisdictions we passed through. That sounds like a pain in the ass. The through line was the General Patton Desert Training Center. And if you guys don't know about the Desert Training Center, it is uh, was basically General Patton had to train all of the, about a million troops to do the invasion in North Africa versus Rommel. And he picked out all these camps within California, Southern Nevada, and Western Arizona to train them in desert warfare. And so the whole trip was about the history and visiting all these old camps that are 80 years old now. And even though they're only there for a couple of years and were only there to, you know, there were no real foundations or infrastructure put in because they're made to be, you know, short term, there's still the grids for the cities. We went to five or six of the camps, and all of them are laid out approximately the same, one mile by two miles. And those all exist out in the desert still. So we visited those, and then I took everybody through Shiriako Summit to the Patton Museum, and everybody got to crawl around on tanks and see the actual history from the museum. We hit the Bradshaw Trail down by the Salton Sea, the Red Canyon Jeep Trail down there. We did some epic camping down, uh, down that way. Weather was amazing. Nobody broke down. We went through all these great wilderness areas. This is going to come up later in an email um, about us talking about being in the wilderness. And I'll have to correct our our reader on that one. Okay. Because he was, uh, I don't know, he was being a you to to me. Okay. Annoying. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So anyway, the the trip itself was super successful, but I'll tell you, it's, it's tiring to lead a, a group of 30 vehicles of different capabilities and different speeds and 60 people and make sure everybody's fed and has their potty breaks and nobody's I have, grumpy. I have a legitimate and, question. Oh, a legitimate question. Yes. All right. Were there any breakdowns? Nope. Oh, okay, good. We had a, a few issues along the way that were quickly remedied. One was a, a new Bronco suspension on an old TTV Bronco where the owner didn't have a J-clip and then on a articulation spot popped the coil spring out of the front of the car, which is something that's pretty common on TTB trucks. So I informed him there was a thing called a J-clip. So please go find those in the future before uh, you go off-roading again. We had a few uh, beadlocks. Is, is, is it because it drops out too yes. low and just unseats? Yes. Okay. And we had a, a few beadlock bolts that were broken, so we had to replace a, a wheel. 
I don't think we had any flat tires. Um, and can you tell me about the trails? Like how it was three hundred and fifty to... miles through the Mojave Desert. No, 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 no. Meaning like when we were at the Toyo event, the trail pass. It was three hundred and fifty miles in the Mojave Desert. I'm asking like the the terrain. Is it rocky? Is it sandy? Is it, it was is it narrow. Three hundred and fifty miles through the Mojave Desert. But it all depends on what trails you chose. You were the navigator. That's my point. My point is, is it was everything. Ah. You don't just go in. You go. Oh, I'm going to take this one dirt road down the Mojave Desert. We had everything: washouts, rocks, deep sand, light sand, gravel, mud, rain because it rained out there. Right? Everything you can think of. That was what one of the things about this trip that was pretty awesome is because we did so much off roading over such a wide swath of area. Everybody was able to get a sense of all different types of terrain, which was great. Fair enough. Sounds fun. I wish I would have gone, but I know I'll never be invited. Uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity to leave you somewhere. Mm. You would do that. I've never done that yet. No, but you, you're thinking about it tonight. <laughs> I've never done that yet. <laughs> Listen, this was a, a very amazing, spectacular trip. And, you know, I want to pimp out MDHCA.org, Bobby Desert Heritage and Cultural Association. We've talked about it on the show. We've had Desert Explorer. Billy Creech. Billy Creech. Yes. On and, uh, I'm a paid member, mother effer. Good. Well, then you should. Uh, you I get, should I get Billy's, uh, his weekly email. That's not weekly. It's, but it's, I guess it's bi-weekly. No, it's not that common. It's a lot. There's the golf He's, he's prolific. Okay. He is. Right. He's a great writer. Where were he's you in... this weekend at the Mojave Road Rendezvous? I was working. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? I was working. Where were you? You could have come out. You remember. You should have enjoyed the stand I would have loved to. The barbecue, the tri-tip have, barbecue we had. I, I have an imbalance in my work life. <laughs> it's just yeah, work and no life. Door once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well aware. Ooh, yeah. You know what they say? It makes lightning a uh, very dull boy. Dull boy. Yeah, yes. very. That's, that's indeed true. Yes. All right. Well, I'll, I'll think about taking you out there in the future. Possibly. All right. Well, since you didn't get a chance to go, uh, I believe uh, end of November, early December, the uh, four episodes will be released. And because we had the videographer, we had all the permits to do the filming and the drones and all that stuff, you're going to be immersed in OA and you're going to feel like you were there. And that's the next best thing. So I'll let you know when those videos come out and then you can uh, go uh, go enjoy it that way. That's a poor substitute, but I'll watch anyway. You know what I was doing while you were on OA? Mm. I was Working. Sh- I was shooting a video of uh, Gail Banks um, teasing the fact that we have a new 2024 Duramax L5P engine, actually two oh, of them. I wonder why they call it the L5P. It's completely different in many, many ways. Uh, it should have its own no, designation. It's, no, it's it's very, very same architecture. So are all the Duramax engines. This one is very similar, they but just, it has different pistons on it, uh, different bowls, different fuel different, system. Yeah, no, not not wildly different fuel system. It mm-hmm. is a. Um, I think it's too similar to the L5P to not call it an L5P. As far as I know, it's an L5P. I don't know. Maybe it'll be different. I, I mean, I, I just know that we have the engine. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. St- it's not stamped L5P on it. We just, it, I think it's the L5P Gen 2, second generation. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. You know, now that you say that, that's interesting because I think when GM started talking about it a couple weeks ago, when they talked about the, the bowls and the pistons and the new fueling system and whatnot, they said new Duramax. They didn't say L5P. I think maybe we just assumed it's L5P. Well, I guess hey, we'd be wrong. Don't be yeah. weeing me on this. You're on your own there, buddy. I don't know. I just, I, mm, I'm going to have to do some fact checking. 
You should uh, you should research that and report back. I will. All right. I will find out. I'm going to call my buddy Mike Cochran over at DMAX Limited. So the video on Banks Power's uh, YouTube channel is Gail teasing the engine, showing the engine, running over the ex- outside of the engine briefly, and then we quickly segue into a new charge air cooling system that we've got going into the dyno cells. It's kind of like an R&D update, mm-hmm. but at the end of the video, he says, hey, we're going to be back, and uh, in the next episode, we are going to tear apart the engine and show you the current gen compared to the next gen Duramax. So the current 2022-23 and the 2024, and we're going to pull them all apart like we did back in 2017 with KJ Jones from Diesel Power. Mm-hmm. So that is, that should be a cool video that uh, breaks the internet. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. I just want to know about the code name because I know there's changes. I'm just curious why the name didn't change. That's all. Okay. I'll find out. Maybe it was an assumption. Huh. Or maybe they just forgot. Well, this feels like a nice segue right into news. What's, What's new, new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to do something that was like weenie. I, just, I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have I don't, I don't have, have the, the uh, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it. All, All right. right. I could tell. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Mm-mm, nope, haven't heard. Uh, the base 2023 Chevy Colorado engine, which is the new four-cylinder uh, 2.7. Well, the lower output will be called L2R. L2R. The uh, high now, output that's version. weird because I used to be a fan of them back in the day. They're an Atlanta hip-hop group. The high output version is the L3B. Uh, okay. So the, uh, the L2R. R mm-hmm. uh, is the 237 horsepower, 259 pound-feet of torque, standard in the Colorado on the work truck and the LT. Interestingly enough, the GMC Canyon does not get any version of the base motor. It Who's get, talking about Willis? Why? It gets the upgraded uh, oh. L3B with uh, 310, 390, and I believe on the AT4X, does that make sense? It also gets the 310, 430 version, which is in the ZR2. Okay. But the uh, the work truck version, I don't think there's going to be a work truck version uh, of the GMC because they're professional grade, even though work truck seems to dovetail perfectly into professional yeah. grade. Mm. Anyway, so if you just figured while we were talking about uh, engine codes, that was uh, that was uh, fit perfectly right there. Okay, yeah, it did. All right. Hey, Lightning, uh, did you hear? No, I have not. Are you sure? No, I'm never sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're never sure. Story. Uh, if you're looking for a Chevy uh, Silverado HD, mm-hmm. apparently for October of this month, 2022, discount offers uh, up to a thousand dollars off. So I know trucks are Was, hard to find. Is that because they're about to uh, release the thousands of trucks that are sitting in yards all over Middle America that are about to have chips for the first time? Well, I think part of it is with the new one coming out. They're saying, "Hey, come, uh, come, grab." Uh, a twenty uh, twenty two. Hmm. Uh, I guess there's a thousand dollar accessory allowance on both models uh, of the HD eligible GM and associated accessories, including support bar, bed liner, tubular nudge bar, on and on and on. Uh, and then they're offering uh, local market leases on twenty two models of the heavy duty pickup as well. Uh, but uh, just is uh, this across all powertrains? Meaning it's gas and diesel? Yeah, there's a whole there's there's the purchase offers 2022 23 Silverado 2500 HD and 3500. 
you get bonus cash, customer cash. So the total rebates a thousand thousand dollar accessory allowance, and then there's some lease offers as well. So I wonder if they're trying to shore up sales because they know the economy is about to fall apart. Uh, I'm sure that's probably part of it. Although, and they I, still do have thousands of units sitting on like football fields. A lot fields. of trucks out there right now. Yeah. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No, 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 no. No, I have not. Going back to our uh, little tease at the beginning of the show for the hat you're wearing right now. Uh, Nikola founder and our best friend, former, mm-hmm. or is he a friend of me? I, no, he's a friend. Nikola founder and- I think if we called him today, he would still pick up the phone. He might not have a phone today. <laughs> now, maybe not. Uh, Nikola founder Trevor Milton. He has one. What, it, ep- what episode is that? No, his, his, we his, know that. His phone is only for collect calls. Yeah. <laughs> well, it we, might dude, be. Can you imagine if he did, gave us a collect call? We would totally N- answer. Nikola founder Trevor Milton found uh-huh. guilty- a fraud over statements he made while CEO of the EV company. This was uh, from a CNBC article. Wait, uh, CNBC? The same people that uh, talked about us when we interviewed him? Uh, we were not talked about, maybe in general terms, but no, we were they, not mentioned. No, they're right. They we said were uh, not mentioned. on a podcast. Whatever. Yeah. Trevor Milton was found guilty of three or four counts of fraud on Friday. The founder of Nikola was charged with making fraudulent statements to drive up the value of Nikola's stock. He was also uh, <laughs> not charged with having uh, two knuckleheads from Southern California who have a podcast <laughs> to also drive up uh, shares of Nikola stock. I will say thank you, Trevor, because that is still to this day our uh, most downloaded episode. Thank you. Just type in Truck Show Podcast and Nikola. And I I'm think glad I we, of... we gave away most of the Nikola swag that he gives, but uh-huh. except for this hat, which uh-huh. I I wear with pride. Milton... It's like it's like wearing a Pablo Escobar hat. You know what I'm saying? Milton was charged, according <laughs> to the article, with two counts of security fraud and two counts of wire fraud, all related to statements he made about Nikola's business while he was chairman and CEO of the company. By the way, uh, we found out while we were there that uh, was was the restaurant he really liked. It was um, uh, Cafe Rio, right? I don't. Is that the one yeah. that catered while we that's, were there? That's what it was. Yeah, he was big. Everybody said he was a big fan of Cafe Rio. Yeah, we had uh, chips and salsa yeah. and burritos I and guess tacos. You should be a fan of bologna going yeah. forward. Uh, oh, thank you. Jerk the sandwiches. Easy, easy lighting. <laughs> right. Leave it alone. Sandwiches and water. Jurors found him guilty on one count of securities fraud and both of the wire fraud counts. Milton will be sentenced on January twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. He faced up to twenty five years in prison if convicted on all four. Wow. Ah. Uh, Trevor Milton lied to Nikola's investors over and over again. That's fraud, plain and simple, said Damien Williams, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Williams said that the case against Milton should, quote, unquote, serve as a warning to others who make misrepresentations to investors, and then added, it won't end well, which is is not uh, not what you want to hear when you're facing, uh, well, when you're facing... 25 years in prison. And soap on a rope. Uh, according to the uh, CNBC article, for a short period of time, Nikola, a company with no revenue, was more valuable than century-old Ford Motor Company. Wow. Well, that's those inflated stock dollars. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, it's important to note that Nikola itself is not facing charges in this case. The SEC had brought uh, related civil charges against the company last year. They were settled in December after Nikola agreed to pay $125 million in fines. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, And although Milton still owns Nikola stock, the company had otherwise cut ties with him. It's amazing that he still has stock. This podcast cut ties with him as well. (laughs) Well, not uh, Not officially. I mean, no, I don't think it's Yeah, I'd still take his call. Of course. Yeah. Be amazing to hear his side of the story. Hey, Trevor, you still listening? We will have you on any time. Dude, we'll come up to- You've got my phone number. Hey, listen, I'll come to Lake Powell if you're free and we'll (laughs) go on your houseboat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're still welcome there. I mean, why wouldn't we? We've reported very fairly. 
Mm-hmm. We have. Mm-hmm. We've been very fair to our man, Trevor. I know. Okay. So, Trevor, just what's awkward. up? What's up, brother? Let's go. Just awkward. Let's hey, chat. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, Yoda, I haven't. According to uh, our other billionaire friend, Elon Musk. Oh, that's right. I'm the only one who's ever met him. Yeah, no, I haven't. Sorry. Would love to. But I see how you used we there, even though it was just me. Do you see how that works? Yeah, I see. I see, and I appreciate you did that. You know what's weird? Did you, mm-hmm. Have you gone back to see some of his videos when he was in his early twenties and his uh, he was suffering for some uh, male pattern baldness, and today full head of hair. Good for him. Yeah, I, I, I need to find his guy. So, so with money comes hair. Apparently, I sign me up. I'm all for it. Uh, Elon uh, wrote on Twitter on October sixth at four fifty p.m. Excited to announce the start of production of the Tesla semi-truck with deliveries to Pepsi on December 1st. Yes. Yes. So uh, the Tesla semi is uh, apparently uh, coming to fruition. Huh. Pepsi. So that'll be a short run, like intercity stuff, right? I mean, 50-mile type deal. No. It'll be way more than that. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 50 miles isn't even enough for last-mile delivery. Still got to Oh, yeah. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, good point. We'll see. Who knows? Wow, that's kind of cool. I just f- figured I'd follow one semi-truck thing with another semi-truck thing. I'm glad you did. And uh, get the semi-trucks, uh, the future of semi-trucks out of our uh, out of our. I uh, wonder how, uh, yeah, we have quite a few listeners that drive over I, the road trucks. I, I, and I'm guessing that they're not really looking forward to giving up their diesels quite yet. So and I'm, they're not going to have to. So I am curious. I mean, I think we have a Frito-Lay driver. He delivers chips around Los Angeles area. And if you're listening, give us a shout and let us know what you think of an electric truck in your route. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No way. No way. Uh, GM is uh, selling Ultium without a vehicle purchase necessary. Ultium is enriched uranium that no, you can make a ulti- bomb out of? No. Oh. Why would you say that? <laughs> no. No, that's Ultium the- is their battery platform. Right, yeah, yeah, I knew on that. the Hummer and their new Silverado EV truck and stuff like that. So you can buy it. Is remind me, is that the skateboard platform? The technology. Okay. Yes, the skateboard is part of Ultium, but Ultium is not the skateboard. So then you, oh, oh, it's not their the skateboard. Bat- it's their battery technology. How rad would it be if you could buy the whole skate deck, <sighs> right, with the wheels and just put any body you want on it? That would be cool. Can I, can I tell yeah, the listeners of the story? Yeah, here? please. Trudge on. GM will establish three divisions to market the Ultium technology. It'll be Ultium Commercial. Ultium Home and Ultium Charge 360. So Ultium Commercial will sell a one megawatt Ultium battery-based energy storage unit that can provide a lot of peace of mind. Uh, when the power grid goes down, you can also uh, manage the use of energy stored within it while the power's on to offset a business's energy cost during high usage times to serve as a buffer. So uh, that seems like that would make sense. GM Electric Vehicles will uh, be able to take advantage of the same security and energy cost mitigation described above with uh, Ultium's Homes Bi-Directional EV Charging with Vehicle-to-Grid Energy Sharing. So there's that. That's kind of cool. And then uh, Ultium Charge 360, a previously established service, now falls under GM Energy and continues to make various charging networks available through a single GM mobile app. So GM is uh, really attacking the infrastructure surrounding their vehicles much in the way that uh, that Tesla has or even Apple has with their sandboxed OS. So uh, it doesn't seem surprising. In fact, it seems like they'll be giving Tesla a run for their money with having uh, more competition for home batteries and stuff, which I think is a good thing because uh, I was thinking solar is super expensive. And even with rebates, it's super expensive. And a typical panel, like 10 to 20 years, 
And I bet in that 10 years, the, you know, by the way, like when you buy solar, it's like 20 years to pay it off and then mm-hmm. your panels are obsolete. Because I think in two decades, the technology would have advanced so much if you buy them. So I find that interesting. And I'm like, I don't really, but I want a house battery. And I'm like, what if I got one of those Generac home generators and then I had it fed into a house battery? Because I have natural gas already pumped to my house. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. So instead of solar and paying $20,000 for a solar system, yeah. I can spend $5,000 on a little natural gas generator, but then tie into the same like house battery system. So you're charging your battery with the- With natural, natural gas. Natural gas. And then you draw off the battery all night? No. When it's then, just for emergencies, when the power oh, goes down. Oh, just for emergency. Sure. Natural gas is pretty clean and pretty cheap. And by the way, all of our electricity other than solar is pretty much coming from natural gas anyway. I'm just thinking, is it better to have a generator filling batteries or is it better to, like, as is solar? I keep hearing solar panels are due to take another leap in technology. might be too premature to buy some right now. So then why don't you get- But if there's brownouts, like there often are here in Southern California- Why don't you get a diesel Jenny with like a hundred gallons of fuel in the back? Because then I'd have to have diesel delivered to my house. But I already have- You're rarely going to use it. No, I already have a natural- Then I have to worry about diesel going bad. I have a natural gas pipeline to my house. Yeah, but in the case of like a a, a massive earthquake, that it's going to get severed. Maybe. Gas leaks and you won't be able to power your generator. Maybe. So it's whatever you happen to have in your battery pack. Maybe, maybe. Are you at 40% charge? And if you are, then. I think if there's a massive earthquake, I've got other problems. My house is probably not going to be standing anymore. I mean, it depends how big the quake is. And sure. where. Right. But also, but that's the same thing. It still depends on how big the quake is and where for whether you, the you'll natural gas lines are look, severed. You know me as a fairly unprepared guy, right? Uh-huh. But I have a couple of Jennies and I have, mm-hmm. and I have gas. The little Honda U2000s, mm-hmm. right? I can backfeed into my home. And so assuming it's still standing when we have a big earthquake, I will be able to plug in and power some uh, essentials in the house. And I can run on my little tiny Jennies for a week. Easy. And I don't have to worry about batteries. Until you're out of fuel. Again, I mean- You might need that fuel for your car. Possible. Well, no, I mean- Listen, there's no way to- I can't get very far on the uh, TRX. Listen, <laughs> not in 12 and a half miles a gallon. There's no way to predict every eventuality. Right. I'm just thinking instead of spending $20,000 on a rooftop solar panel, maybe spend five on a Generac or something like that, but you still store power and some batteries so that if you've got a power outage that lasts overnight, your house is taken care of. And then in the morning when Southern California Edison turns your power back on, everybody's happy again. Buy yourself a Ford Lightning and just power your power Until your that battery's gone. You need <laughs> something to fill the batteries is my point. I know. Lightning, did you hear? What? No. No, I did not. The uh, 2024 GMC Sierra EV electric pickup truck is uh, coming. It will be unveiled October 20th at 5 p.m. ET. And the order books will open at the exact same time. So you're probably listening to this show... If you do it on Monday, October 17th, mm-hmm. you've got a couple days to get ready to put your uh, put your money down and jump on that order bank for the uh, for the Sierra version of uh, the EV pickup truck. Okay. So they've released a teaser, which you can find uh, on MotorTrend.com, and a uh, little video. Do you like it? Are you happy with the uh, the difference over the Silverado? Well, it hasn't been unveiled yet. Oh. They just put a teaser out. Oh, I figured you would have been privy I'm to- ge- uh, I'm guessing it's identical to the Silverado with better interior. Okay. I don't know. As, as, as GMC, GMC normally does. And GMC styling. Yep. No idea. Okay. More premium brand. That's all I can tell you. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. But I'm just giving you guys a heads up. If there's any uh, EV truck fans in the audience, you might want to be prepared for October 20th.
Hey, Lighting, have you heard? No. No, no. No, I don't think so. The uh, spy photo guys have captured a very unique uh, GMC Canyon. And this one is uh, a little different than what we've seen before. This one is the GMC Canyon AT4X with AEV parts on it. And to this what? point, only the Colorado has been shown as bison. But this has the Colorado's little push bar in the back. It also has what appears to be an AV snorkel on it. What? And it looks pretty good. Man, Caught. your boys at AEV have been getting busy. Caught testing. And the uh, the snorkel has the AV logo on it, and it's on the driver's side, right on the A-pillar. It looks pretty good. And uh, I guess we'll we'll find out. So it would appear to me that this particular vehicle is going to go into production at some point. And I huh. happen to think that the GMC is a little sexier looking truck than the uh, ZR2, than the Chevy ZR2 version right. of the Colorado. Um, hey, can I ask a question about the snorkel? What does it do to your sight lines out of the uh, around the A pillar? Usually nothing. Usually it's designed right into the sight line. Okay, right into the A pillar. So I've never owned one. That's what I'm asking. I have zero issues on my Wrangler. I can't imagine that they would. Design one that blocks any vision, especially for an OE. You would have to do it so, so that you're not, um, yeah, imp- impeding, you know, impeding any view. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So for those of you who were upset that the uh, GMC didn't have an AEV edition, it looks like uh, you uh, might want to wait just a little bit longer because uh, this truck looks damn good. I'll even show Lightning a picture of said see. Canyon. Okay. Yeah, I don't really like the push bar, but I do like the truck. And the, wait, go back to the snorkel so I can see it uh, right there. Uh, oh, that is interesting. That snorkel. That looks very military. It looks very uh, Prospector uh, w- w- XL to w- w- me. Yeah, actually it does. What is this right here, this cylindrical section here? Is that a... S- it's styling. Oh, that's just styling? It's not like a... doesn't create like a Venturi effect or spit out uh, well, dust or something? I don't know. This is on a, on a prototype. Got it. Maybe it does. I, I don't know if that was common on other snorkels. It looks like a fan on the outside, which I'm sure it's not, but I'm just curious what that is. Hey, Lightning, did you hear... How about no? No. No. No, I don't think so. No. No. Uh, Did I hear? Well, apparently Ram and Jeep have dropped some uh, concept previews for the 2022 SEMA show. One is a Ram that appears to have some sort of bed rack camper shell attachment that utilizes the Ram box holes in the bed as if you were to remove the Ram box lids. I'm not exactly sure. It's just like something that wraps down the side. Okay. There's also a uh, TRX sketch. That shows a crazy uh, color combination of like a high-vis yellow and charcoal and black. Oh, interesting. But that will be with the new powertrain, right? I don't know. And uh, they are going away from my engine. I would think that that is not going to show. I don't think they would show that new powertrain at uh, SEMA. Okay. Would be my guess. And then the other one is the Jeep Surge with the uh, 4xE logo as the E on Surge. Looks like a CJ5, CJ7 style body. So... Are they potentially doing crate e-motors and this is their play on that where you might be able to get the bits from Magneto, hmm. which would be Nito? <laughs> um, I have no idea. I'm just saying that that's the sketches and that's what I'm – I'm picking that up. Whether uh, Ram and Jeep are putting that down, I have no idea, but we'll find out more at SEMA. I love how they're dropping SEMA bombs. Hey, uh, well, yeah, because uh, their competition isn't there, so why not take up some of that uh, SEMA noise for yourself? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I have not. So the uh, Resvani folks, uh, the ones who make those uh, 6x6 trucks, the uh, armored uh, Wrangler rebodied things, 
Well, uh, they've now jumped into the luxurious armored market with the uh, Resvani Vengeance, which is I, I based on those. Escalade. Yeah, I can see myself in one of those. You can uh, be had in seven or eight person configurations, just like the Escalade, so you can choose which way you want. And the styling uh, is every bit as wild as the, uh, the Jeep-based vehicles. It apparently starts at... Can I guess? Yeah. $440,000. $249,000, but uh, you can add to that with a supercharger and bulletproof armored options and things like that. Uh, the interior is still very much uh, what you would expect from the inside of an Escalade. Uh, obviously, it's uh, based on an Escalade V, so it's going to have uh, the factory supercharged 6.2 liter, which is rated at 682 horsepower. Uh, but Resvani will also offer the 3-liter Duramax uh, i6 turbo diesel or the 6.2-liter V8 in it as well. And um, it's kind of like a rhinoceros-looking thing. Let me see here. Um, that's cool. There, like, there are going to be some uh, some wrappers that have Rhinoceros that. techno yeah, that's cool. things. It looks like uh, right out of Mad Max, yeah. but, but more modern. But modern. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's definitely kind of a, a wild looking thing so if you uh hit the lottery for like two hundred million dollars would you buy one nope okay nope zero not, not your cup of tea zero interest hey lightning did you hear what no no I don't think so are you sure no I'm not sure I'm I never do sure. love asking you that every time and your answer is always <laughs> the same. I'm uh, sure that I haven't heard there's no way that I heard this story I have no idea what it is Ford Transit Trail. It's coming for 2023. <gasps> and the teaser what? has the three Raptor lights in the grill. Okay. And uh, basically it would appear that uh, according to Ford Pro CEO Ted Canis, from job site to campsite, Ford Transit Trail is coming soon. And that is smart. They, I was thinking the same thing. So that for all these smart. van life up- upfitters and whatnot, yeah. it sounds like uh, they're going to have – a trail option that gives you a little more rugged capability, perhaps. It's going to be a little more, quote-unquote, off-road oriented. It'll be uh, in November, and it's touting uh, new adventure-seeking capability alongside interior and exterior enhancements that will provide do-it-yourselfers and motorhome distributors a turnkey canvas direct from the factory. That is freaking brilliant. Yep. So they're probably going to reinforce it so you can put the, the tent on top and but no, it'll 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 have some sort of I'm sure build out for doing cabinetry and electrical and yeah. place for your black water tank because you need that wherever you go. Uh, no, no, you sure. need sure. <laughs> Holman needs ah, mine, he needs I'm, an extra large black water. I'm good. There's a uh, UK spec for <laughs> transit trail that's been uh, in the uh, UK since I think 2020, um, and I'm guessing we'll probably get some of the. Things that are on that, like the uh, the cladding and, and whatnot. So, although uh, it'll be sure not to have the two liter four cylinder turbo diesel, although that would be cool. So we'll see. I I I, I love me a van big time. I love vans. Uh, well, I I think this is super smart because of just how crazy that market is going, and for the manufacturers to to jump in with a version. Um, I can't tell you while we were out, uh, you know, traversing the Mojave Desert, how many freaking vans you just were all over the place out there. And they were all tall, skinny sprinters. Yep. And they're all the Winnebago package and a couple transits here and there. But overall, the uh, the uh, the van market was uh, in effect out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking, I would never drive that off-road. But it'd be a great place to sleep for the night. I mean, if they if they enhanced them and gave if they made them off-road capable, 
We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. More to come in November. All right, time for some email. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, Holman's going to read some email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And I've got some uh, messages from the gram at Truck Show Podcast, at Truck Show Podcast. Who, uh, you want to start? You wanted me to go. I uh, got this one from our uh, buddy RB. Says, I know how much Lightning digs vehicle wrap. So here's an interesting one. So apparently. I don't like all vehicle wraps, for the record. There's some really dumbass vehicle wraps. All right. Well, we'll see what you think. I'm going to read the story to you or the article that he sent, and then you can tell me what you think. So when Dodge hosted the Speed Week debut uh, back at the uh, M1 Concourse in Detroit in August, they did what was called a paint chip car. So based, that's based on the modern Challenger. So it was a wrap that had all of the modern colors on one car. And it got so much press and so much interest from people that they will sell you a wrap kit um, where you can do the same. So it's a vinyl wrap package, and it's basically available for every model year of the modern muscle car, dating back to its uh, 2008 debut. There's a company in Detroit called CG Detroit. They offer this wrap with all 14 colors offered for the 2023 model year, including Plum Crazy, Frostbite, B5 Blue, Sublime, F8 Green, Go Mango, uh, Cinnamon Stick, Octane Red, Torred, Triple Nickel, Destroyer Gray, Granite, Pitch Black, and White Knuckle. The wrap will cost $3,700. Of course, you have to pay for your own installation on that. Mm. Uh, and it sounds like it's a, a 3M material, which is really high quality. And uh, here is the picture. And apparently, uh, it's going to be limited. So what do you think? you got to remember back. The, so let me set the stage. Because I can't wrap my head around oh. what this looks like. So back in the day, I believe around 1970, there was a paint chip car, and it was a Plymouth muscle car image that was created to showcase all the colors for, uh, I guess, the E-body Cuda. And it had these cool side exit headers and a bunch of other stuff. So here's the marketing image of the 1970 paint chip car. Okay, so what this is is it's a car with uh, all the vertical lines. Every vertical line has a different color on it. Yep, and it's a gradation. Gradation from the uh, the the front to back. Okay, well, hold on a second. The original one, scroll down a little bit. Yeah. So the original one from back in what what era was that 1970? again? 1970s. So in the 70s, that was a cool car if you actually got your hands on it. It was a cool car anyway. It was a cool car anyway. I like the gradation, right? This reminds me of a Pantone color book for those people in graphic arts. The new one looks like a uh, a flag from a foreign country. Like I can't. That's not okay. You don't think that's paint by numbers? No, that's not okay. That one's not So you don't like the wrap with all the 13 colors on it? Someone will definitely buy that. All right, Ray. That's a uh, a negative uh, (laughs) on uh, on lightning for this one. No. Yeah, that's a big ol' negative. Try again. And I want to thank Gregory John for giving us a shout out. He's uh, at all spooled up on Instagram. He let us know that Hoonigan is building a ridgeline for the SEMA show. Holman, can you guess what this ridgeline is powered by? Wood. <laughs> Gasoline. 2.2 liter V6 turning 12,000 RPM. It's an IndyCar engine cool. built by Honda Racing. Well, I'm good with that. So I, I haven't seen the YouTube episode that was just launched. 
uh, where the Hoonigan guys, uh, Scott Owen, and that whole troop are talking about the truck. So the quote unquote truck. So I will I will check it out. So anyway, thanks Greg for sending that to us on the gram. Uh, got this one here from Don Happel says, Hobo and Lighten Up, during your recent Toyo adventure, you made an unintentional but all too common and potentially costly mistake. You said you were in the wilderness. Yes, Don, we were in the wilderness. Uh, Don says, the idea of wilderness sounds great in general. Who wouldn't want more unspoiled wild terrain to play in? But the catch is that wilderness has a specific legal meaning within the Forest Service. And the short of it is that there's nothing allowed there but foot traffic. No. That's a wilderness area, not the wilderness as a general statement. So two different things. Not ATVs, motorcycles, or trucks, or planes, or hang gliders, or bicycles, or horses, or wheelchairs, which I find to be a major problem with our wilderness area because there is no mechanized travel allowed. And this is a huge problem because we have massive amounts of wilderness areas here in California, which I fully understand. Don continues, in fact, they specifically forbid wagons or carts, which makes me think even a wheelchair could be considered illegal. Well, there you go. Many of the anti-access groups love this as they know uninformed people may support the idea of more wilderness without ever realizing they're, in fact, cutting it off virtually all access. Even Ford and their Bronco advertising made this mistake. Talking about exploring the wilderness, your new Bronco, something that is expressly forbidden. So be careful not to accidentally empower the anti-access crowds by using that specific term. Keep you, say, you said anti-access? Yes, anti-access. Okay. okay. Not access like the European uh, theater of right. uh, war. Access, A-C-C-E-S-S. Yes. By using this specific term, keep the section low and the stars on five, Don Happel. And I whoa 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 whoa! Don't gloss over that. Keep the suckage low and the stars on five. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Well, we'll make a T-shirt out of it, or we won't. <laughs> wow, uh, Don, I'm well aware of wilderness areas. A wilderness area, correct, uh, is different than just us talking about the wilderness in general. But I understand the sentiment of your your conversation. However, you are incorrect in one way: is there is access through wilderness areas. In fact, I just took sixty people and thirty five vehicles through wilderness areas. On our uh, route for Overland Adventure, which was approved by the Bureau of Land Management, as well as a number of other government agencies, because there are existing roads through those wilderness areas. And you are correct. Outside of that corridor, you are not allowed to go. And you can't just like camp there or park off there. But if there's a road and there's a a right-of-way through there that's on the map and that is allowed, there is a way to drive through a wilderness area. But you are – but again, I understand your sentiment – but Lightning and I were talking about the greater wilderness just in general, and I'm not going to let the government's legal mumbo-jumbo co-opt a term that in all of a sudden we can't use it because it's their legal meaning in a very specific case on their lands. Sorry, but thank you. Tom Callis uh, sent us a uh, DM at Woodchuck1975. Sean, well, let me back up. So, Holman, you told a story about your oldest daughter getting a vehicle. And you were saying, hey, what do you guys get? What do you recommend for a teenage uh, boy or girl, right? Sure, First yep. vehicle. So he wrote and said, Sean, I got my 18-year-old daughter uh, an 05 Explorer, paid 4800 bucks with 181,000 miles. Got my son, who's 16, a 66 Belvedere two for 2800 bucks with 80,000 miles. And I think these are both pretty, quote unquote, safe cars. The Belvedere is a safe car? <laughs> I think it's just because it's is got it a lot giant? of metal. Yeah, it's a giant. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, Explorer, to me, just has too much room for friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would I would cut that out of my but the price is right. I think I think those are are probably good options, but yeah. I don't know at 181,000 miles for the Explorer, that feels like you're 
going to run into some problems. It all depends on maintenance. Most modern vehicles are easily uh, $200,250 if they have had their proper maintenance. So. Okay. I'm sure you checked it out. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. You're up. I got one from uh, West Van Pelt says, uh, hey, guys, you might want to check with your buddies at Warren or Fab Four, et cetera, because I just saw the EPA smack their parent company for $2.5 million. Just thought you all might want to know. This one's back from uh, September. Here's the news article. Yeah, so apparently uh, Keystone Automotive was fined mm. some money. They're a uh, big distributor, a warehouse distributor. Yes, they are. They distribute everyone's parts. Everything. Hmm. 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 And this message came in again on the gram at Truck Show Podcast from uh, Kyle. See, I'm going to totally botch his name. Foulhafer. Fallhofer. He forwarded a tweet to us from the Ontario Police West Region. That's Ontario, Canada. What do you suppose the subject matter of this tweet is, Holman? I uh, don't know. This is a quote. It is shocking the number of vehicles on Ontario roadways driving. Can you guess? Uh, without headlights on. Yes. In the dark without their headlights illuminated. Please be sure to turn on your headlights before departing. If driving at night and your dash seems really bright, you may not have your headlights on. Well, no freaking uh. duh! How many vehicles, Holman, did we pass this evening four. on the way? Four. Four. F you people! Well, maybe just, Seriously! Maybe just turn on your lights. Seriously, stop it! It's an epidemic! Guys, I know this was like an ongoing bit for the last couple years with just me but I know you've got you have to look around and see it, right? And it's largely Lexus. Why? Why Toyota products? Why Lexus specifically? There are others scattered in for sure, without a doubt. But the two of the four that we saw tonight were Lexus products. I was just today. It changes on a daily it, for basis. me it's Lexus all the time. I carpool sometimes on the way home with my buddy Matt, the guy we had on the show, our engineer. And he's like, hey, look, another Lexus. I'm like, I told you! Why? What is with the setting on the dashboard that allows them to drive blinded with the, the freaking dash lights on and the DRLs and no headlights and no taillights? You suck, people. You suck. Okay, on that note, I want to go home. Damn it. <laughs> truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. It's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us on the gram. At Truck Show Podcast, and if you're nice, we'll read it. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. And I promise that on the next episode, or maybe uh, one after that, I'll have the patience and energy <laughs> to deal with lightning. Damn. I wasn't that bad. You can email us if you uh, <laughs> want to wish me good luck on that uh, future endeavor of having that sort of patience and energy at uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a uh, message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We have a dearth of messages lately. Where have you people been? Leave us some messages. Not just the same four people. No, no, New no. New people. No, no. I get a lot of people that are hitting me on the gram. I, 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 by the way, don't hit us on the gram. Dude, I Email us and, and, and call the five-star hotline. That's fine. Oh, yeah. We do need calls. 657-205-6105. That is 657-205-6105. If you don't know the number, you can't remember it, just go to the Instagram at Truck Show Podcast, go to the profile, and then click the call button. It's that easy. Click the call button, leave us a message on the five-star hotline. All right. Truck Show Podcast on Instagram at, at Shopee Holman, at LBC Lighting. 
Oh, speaking of this, I'm going to jump in really quick here. So I, yeah, yeah. Talk I owe, us. hold on a second. I owe Tony, Dustin, Eric, Mike, Rich, and Mark all. Steven will be calling you this week to give you a uh, the good guy truck show podcast pricing on Banks Parts. That's like seven guys I think I owe calls to. So, so uh, Banks we, is renewing. We are, we are hooking a brother up. Yeah. All right. Like it. So if you uh, slide into the uh, the DMs, as uh, uh, Mr. Oh. Holman likes to say, right? Uh, slide into at LBC Lightning if you're interested in a Banks product. Maybe it's an iDash, maybe it's a Pedal Monster, maybe it's a Derringer for your Ram or your Ford or your uh, GM Duramax. Uh, let me know what you're interested in, and I will uh, hook a brother up, and we will keep that little pricing between us. Just yeah, Nobody knows. No one knows. All right. No one knows. Hook this brother up with a T-shirt. All right. Listen, uh, if you're in the market for a brand new truck, a midsize, full-size, just go over to NissanUSA.com or do yourself a favor and just head on down to your local Nissan dealership where you can pick up a uh, awesome little Nissan Frontier or the Titan or Titan XD, which, uh, of course, have the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. And uh, you could be the envy of your neighborhood when you pull up with a shiny new truck before Christmas. That's a good plan. I like it. And don't be heading off into the wilderness, quote-unquote, with some lame-ass tires. Get yourself a set of brand-new Toyo Open Country RT Trails. Uh, they've got them in a myriad of sizes. I just picked All up— All the way up to 38s. I know. Oh, I just got the 37 by 12 and a half by 20s. I, I really like the shoulder on them. Is the shoulder—well, correct me if I'm wrong, Holman. The corners, that's the shoulder? Or is it the outer tread— The, the sidewalls? The sidewalls. Well, I like the— the corners. Okay. Is that the shoulder? Yes. Okay. I like the shoulders. Because you like it's, that part? Yeah. Because I love when a, when lightning talks technical here on the truck No, but I just, I, I'm, I know I'm screwing up in real times. So you're hearing it, right? I'm I seeing really it also. Liked, I know. I really <laughs> like the profile of the tire. It's really aggressive, but not overly so. So you get all the look of the mud terrain in an all-terrain tire. So that is the brand new Toyo Open Country RT Trail, the one that Holman and I just got silly with up in the mountains not long. We didn't get silly. We had fun. Uh, my mic just turned off, so it's apparently it's time to go. That was weird. It really did just uh, turn yeah, off. Yeah, my mic here. I'm going to have to steal uh, Holman's. I'm going to talk to Holman's mic. Uh, we're going to fix this, and Holman's going to go sleep, and uh, this is the end of the show. All right, see ya. Yeah, I'm going to go catch up on sleeping yeah. in a real bed for the first time in eight nights. That's weird. Love my, you. My mean mic, it. My mic is seriously dead. Look. look. Yeah, yeah, no, it's dead. Huh. Lower the socket! Uh, we, we can't. Not, not in this episode. We're It's too far gone. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. That's it. That's the whole show. That's weak sauce. I'm embarrassed for both of you. The suckage meter was pinned from the moment you began the episode. You've got to step it up next time. Seriously.